begin today the Gemara on the bottom of Dafa in Chesamit Bay is two lines for the bottom of the Yomad, Masav Rav Chiste. So the Gemara brought before Omer Abchanine, or actually the Ran before has the Girsa that it was Rav Yechinen that said, the halacha of a husband being quiet when his wife makes a nether, so that itself counts as a validation of the nether, if he's quiet the entire day that she made the nether. But Rav Chanine said that that's only if he's actually quiet and he has the intention to nullify the nether. What if he's quiet and he's thinking to himself, let, let me give my wife some time, let, let her think that I'm validating the nether, and he just wants to annoy her, he uses the Lashon Lamekat, but he, in other words, the point is he's planning on nullifying the nether. If that's his plan, being quiet with that intention in your heart to nullify the nether, that's not, that's not called quiet, and even 10 days later, you could still nullify the nether. That's his Chiddush. So the Gemara is going to continue. The Gemara asked a question before on this. The Gemara is going to continue asking from another Brayse now. Master Rav Chizda asked a question. The Brayse tells us, There's a certain stringency in the ability of validating the wife's nether, from the ability to nullify the nether. And the same in the reverse. There's a stringency in the kayach the husband has to nullify the nether. From the kayach he has to validate the nether. And the Braxis spells out, what's the, what's the stringency that there is? When a person validates his wife's nether, when it comes to validate, even just being quiet, that itself validates the nether. But there's no way you could nullify a nether just by being quiet. Nullifying a nether, you have to verbally, you have to express and say, so that, that's, you see that the power to validate is, is stronger, even just by being quiet. Another thing the Braise says, Kayim Beliboy Kayim. If you validate the nether in your heart, then the, val- the nether is validated. Hafer Beliboy Mufar. But if you nullify the nether in your heart, it's not nullified. In other words, so the simple difference here between these two points that the Braise is saying is when it sp- speaks about that Hashtikim Mekayemes, that being quiet and validates the nether, that means if you were quiet until the end of the day. So the Biyayim Shama, you were quiet until the end of the day, it validates it. But then when it says Kayim Belibay, means that even as, when you heard it, and right away in your heart, you thought to yourself, I want this nether to, to be validated, it's a nether I agree with. So then it gets validated right away, not by the end of the day. Mm. Okay, so that's what the Braise says regarding the strength of validation that's more than nullifying the nether. Then the Braise continues actually to say another point where we see that... Uh, to be mekayim the nether, to validate the nether, and to nullify the nether, have a certain similarity. Kayim, once you validated the nether, and your you can't reverse that. You can't decide, oh, change my mind. I want to nullify the nether. Hafer, once you nullify the nether, and your you will not then be able to change your mind and, and to validate the nether. Okay, now the Braise itself does not spell out what the stringency or what, what stronger kayak there is to the nullification of the nether more than validating the nether, but the Gemara is soon going to spell it out. But the Gemara now asks a question on Abchanine based on what we just read, read here in the Braise. Katani, the Braise just said, that by you being quiet, that validates the nether. I love, don't you think, what does the Braise mean to say? That is, when a person is quiet, even if in his heart he's thinking that I'm planning on nullifying the nether. Even then as we say that him being quiet for the whole day will validate the nether. Not like Rabbi Hanina said. So the Gemara says, no, 
who says not necessarily when the Braise says that he was quiet that it validates the nether that's because he was quiet with the intention to validate the nether correct the Gemara but how could he say that but that's exactly what the Braise says afterwards that if you validate the nether in your heart in other words you're quiet and you're thinking in your heart I want this nether to be a nether so then it's a validation immediately so the Braise says that already so what does it mean when it says that if you're quiet it'll be a validation by the end of the day doesn't that mean that even if you're quiet and in your heart you're thinking, I, one day I want to nullify this nether, it doesn't work, not like Rabbi Hanina said. So the Gemara answers, no, still not necessarily does it mean that he's thinking that he will nullify the nether. Elo We can say, the Gemara gave this answer before already, that when it says, it means that he's quiet and he's not thinking anything. He's not thinking not to validate, not to nullify. He's just not paying attention. He just lets it go the whole day and he's quiet and he doesn't react. And then... Even that, the Braise says, it'll be a validation. That's what the Pasuk says. If you're quiet the whole day, it becomes a validation. Okay, now the Gemara returns to sort of finish off the point of the Braise, because the Braise was saying that there's a stringency, there's more of a power to a validation more than nullification. And that the Braise spelled out, but the opposite of how the Hofer nullifying it is stronger than validating it, then the Hokim, the Braise didn't spell out. Says the Gemara, We explained the stronger power of validating more than nullifying the nether. But where do we see what is it that nullifying a nether is stronger than validating a nether? So the Gemara answers, Something we learned before already. Rav Yechanan said, When the husband validated the nether, he could request a hetter for this validation. If he changes his mind, he can get a hetter from this. Just like you can be matter on nether itself. You could be matter than the validation of the nether. But once you nullify a nether, you can't request a hetter for the nullification of the nether. As the Ran explains, the validation of the nether, that's like the nether itself. Just like you can get a hetter for the nether, the validation of the nether is sort of an extension of the nether. So for that we find that you could get a hetter for this. Nullifying a nether, that's it. The nether is gone. You not, we ne- there's no such a concept of getting a hetter for a nullification of a nether. That's the, the, the stringency or the stronger power that there is in the Hafid, in, in nullifying a nether. Okay, the Gemara returns now to, again to the point of being quiet with the plan, thinking that you're going to nullify the nether. Does that work or not? So Rabbi Hanina said it doesn't work. So this Gemara asks another question. Moser of Kahana, of Kahana asks, the Braise here clearly says not like Rabbi Hanina. He brings the Pasuk. If her husband is going to be quiet on the day that he heard the nether. So the Braise says, what does this mean? It says a double lotion. Why? The Pasuk here is saying, even if he's quiet, and he just wants to annoy her, he's planning on nullifying the nether, it'll still be a, a, a validation. The Braise explains, you say, that the Pasuk is saying, even if he was quiet and he was planning on nullifying it, even then it'll be validating the nether. Maybe this Pasuk is only speaking about a person that's quiet and he's thinking in his heart that he wants to validate the nether, then the quiet, him being quiet, validates it. Says the Gemara, In the end of that Pasuk, it says yet again, That's the Pasuk saying, when a person is quiet with the intention to validate, that it will validate the nether. When it says in the beginning of the Pasuk again, what is that coming to say? Here the Pasuk is saying, if the husband's quiet the whole day, even if he's thinking that he's going to, that he's going to nullify it in the future, it doesn't help. He was quiet, the nether is going to be kayim. 
Says the Gemara, Tiyufte. So this clearly refutes what Rab Chanina said, a clear Braise, not like Rab Chanina. So the Gemara asks on this, Veloikim, the Gemara asks on the Braise itself actually, Veloikim, similar to what we said before, there are actually three different types of being quiet. There's being quiet, thinking in your heart you want to validate. Then the other extreme is being quiet, thinking that soon, later, and one day I'm going to nullify. And then there's just being quiet, stop, not thinking anything. So the Gemara asks, how do we know in this b'raisa from the extra pasuk to go to the extreme that he was quiet thinking that he wants to nullify? Maybe the extra pasuk of hachresh yachresh should come to teach me that one is telling me when he was quiet and he intended to validate. And then the, uh, the second time it says hachresh yachresh is coming to say that he was quiet and he wasn't thinking anything. How do you know that it's even if he's clearly thinking that I, I'm doing this just to annoy her and I want to, I want to nullify, still the shti there are extra psukim here. What the Gemara means to say is that really there are three expressions of harisha that the Pasik says. Because it says, hachresh, yachresh, which is two tudel shaynis, double lashin, right there you have twice. And then the end of the Pasik, vim hachresh la. So it says three times. So if it says three times quiet, it includes all these three ways of being quiet, that it doesn't matter in all these ways, his being quiet will be mekayim the nether. Gemara continues so to ask. Yeah, so this refutes what Rab Chanina said. But even though the Gemara refuted what Rab Chanina said, the Gemara continues now and asks another two questions on Rab Chanina, another two places that this proves Rab Chanina's Chiddush. Masiv Rav asks, going back to a Mishnah we had before here in the Pedic, not Ram Chashecha, she made a nether on Shabbos right before night. So So the husband has the ability to nullify her nether before it gets dark, before Shabbos ends. Shimli Hafalah, because if he's not going to nullify the nether now, Vachashka, then it gets dark, so any Yachala Hafa, you won't have the ability to nullify the nether later. So, like we learned before in the Gemara, this is actually the reason why you're allowed to nullify the nether on Shabbos, because if you're going to wait till after Shabbos, it'll be too late. But the question is, according to Rab Chanina, why will it be too late? Amai, just like he's saying when a person is quiet and he's thinking that he wants to really nullify the nether, but he's just annoying his wife by waiting. So over here, let's say the same thing, that if it's Shabbos, and we're not going to allow him to nullify the nether on Shabbos, and he has to wait until after Shabbos, he's quiet with the intention to nullify it right after Shabbos. So he should be able to nullify it later as well. So the fact that the Mishnah says that you can't nullify later, even in this kind of being quiet, is not like Rav Chanina to Yufte, so this as well refutes what Rav Chanina said. The Gemara brings now <coughs> a third place, another Mishnah that's going to be in the next Pedic here, that refutes what Rav Chanina said. Most of Rav Ashi... So the halacha regarding nullifying a nether is on the day that he, heard, that he heard about this nether. So there's more details about this. So the Mishnah there says, what happens if he says, the husband says, yesh I know that my wife has nadarim, she made a nether, but I'm not aware of the fact that it's in my hands to nullify her nether. So I heard about the nether. This is the day I actually heard, but... Give me a chance to, to be made for the nether until the day that I find out the fact that it's up to me. So the, the, so the Mishnah says, Yafir. So then you're right. The day he finds out that he could be made for the nether, so he has that day to still be made for the nether. Even though he knew about the nether before, but he didn't know it's in his hands. He didn't know he has the power to be made for the nether. He didn't know. He didn't know that it's up to him. What if the husband says the opposite? Yidei Anishi Yesh Mefirin. 
I did know that it's that, that, that there's this power that I have that to, to nullify the nether. But I didn't know I could nullify this nether that my, my wife made. As we'll see right soon in the next Mishnah here, the next Patek, not every single nether that a person's wife makes could a husband be made for. Certain nadarim yes, certain nadarim no. So he says, I didn't know I could be made for this nether. So he knows that, that his wife made a nether. He knows that he could be made for the nadarim, but he thought not this nether. So here in this case, Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, so now he can't be made for the nether. But Chacham says, Yoffer, that he could be made for the nether. So Rav Meir says, because he knew about the nether, and he knows that he could be made for the nether, the fact that he didn't know this detail, that this is the nether that I could be made for, that's not enough. He can't be made for the nether. Chachamim say that he could be made for the nether. Okay, but the question over here on Rav Meir is, why can't he be made for the nether? Just like Rav Hanina said, if he's quiet with the intention to nullify the nether, he just wants to annoy her, that's not called being quiet. Same thing over here, when he was quiet, when he heard his wife making the nether, he didn't realize, Bukhlal, that he's not allowed to be made for this nether. That, again, that he has the power to be made for this nether. So, but really, he wants to be made for this nether, he just didn't think he could. So he was quiet, hoping, it, I mean, he would hope that he could be made for the nether, so this should be considered to be Amanas Lameka. And then it says, even the Chachamim, you see, they, they would agree to this point. That this is a question that is. This is a question even according to the Chachamim. I mean, the Chachamim say that this person already knows everything, and therefore it's considered to be Biyayim Shamay. Right, so this is uh, Chachamim say, again, again, sorry, let me repeat that again. Chachamim say it's not considered to be Biyayim Shamay. Chachamim say, because he doesn't have the information that this is a nether that I could be made for, he thinks that it's a kind of nether that he can't be made for. So he thinks, okay, so he, he, he doesn't have enough information, so it's not even considered to be Biyayim Shamay. That's the reason why Chachamim say that he could be uh, made for the nether later. But if not for that, we see here, even according to the Chachamim, that when a person hears a nether and he's quiet, with the intention that he would love to be made for it, it doesn't matter. He can't be made for it once he was quiet. So again, to Yufte, this refutes what Rav Hanina said. Hadran Allah Nairamirasa. This is the conclusion of the tenth Tariq of Mesechta Nedarim. Okay, Bayz Hashem Isbarak, we begin the last Tariq of the Mesechta, which continues on these halachis of a husband nullifying the nedarim of his wife. And here, this mission will discuss this, this point that we just spoke about, that not every single nedar a person's wife makes could the husband nullify. These are nedarim that a husband couldn't be made for of his wife. Only those nedarim that his wife gets affliction of her soul. She's suffering from these nedarim. Like a, the Pasuk that says, La'anais nafesh. Only the, that's the Lashon of the Pasuk. That's the, on that it says, Ishi Yikemen of Ishi Yiferena. And the Mishnah gives an example. What is defined as something where she's suffering from this nether? And therefore the husband could nullify this. She makes, she makes a nether, Im Erchatz. A nether, if I will bathe myself. Or V'im Loi Erchatz. Another, another expression. She, she, she makes a nether, if I will not uh, bathe. Now, the Gemara will explain the expressions of these nedarim. It's a little bit unusual. Im erchatz, or im loy erchatz. So, so the exact wording of this nether will be described, discussed in the Gemara. But the point is that she made a nether not to bathe herself. Or im eskashit, im loy eskashit. Her nether is, if I will adore myself, if I will not adore myself. In other words, she's not going to put up any, any makeup on her face. That's what it's referring to. So those kinds of nedarim, the Tanakhama says, is considered to be inu nefesh. For a woman, this is something which is an affliction. This is something that's, that's, that's bothering her. Even though it's not mamish, something like she's saying, I, I'm not going to eat, or I'm not going to... That's not something that's mamish, a basic necessity. But nevertheless, 
Tanakama says for a woman, this is called Ini Nefesh. Yeah. No, these kinds of things are not considered to be the affliction of the soul. The following are considered to be things that are the affliction of the soul. So he says, things that are much more basic. She says, all fruits of the world. I will not eat them. So then he could nullify this nether. That she's holding herself back of eating. Eating fruits. So that's, that's really what's called the Indian Nefesh. If she, if she says, I will not eat the fruits of this country. So then even that, Rabbi Yaisi says, is also not called Indian Nefesh. Because you could bring your fruits from another, from another country. If she says, I'm not going to eat fruits from this uh, storekeeper, so then any offer, he can't nullify the Nedarim, because she can go and uh, get fruits from a different storekeeper. If the husband always gets the fruits and the, the produce, whatever, from Dafka from this store, because right? the Dafka this store sells him, or maybe Dafka this store he can take on credit, so he always buys Dafka from here, so this is where his wife gets the fruits from it. From this, this store, so then you could nullify this Nadarim because even though she could technically get from another place, but since the husband always gets from here, that's called Inni Nefesh. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi. Inni Nefesh of the wife. Of the wife. Okay, of the Chemveni. She's not going to be a customer. Okay, Zakta Gemara. Nidre Inni Nefesh. So what did we see from the Mishnah? That the Nadarim, which is an affliction for the soul, who the Mefer? Those are the nedarim that the husband could nullify. But if it's not an affliction of the soul for the wife, then the husband can't nullify this. We learned in the we had this already before, we learned out from a Pasuk that it says all the way at the end of Parshish Nedarim, that the, the, the halach of nullifying nedarim is between husband and wife, between father and daughter. That teaches me that the husband could nullify an adarim when it comes to any matters that are relevant between husband and wife regarding their relations, anything between any nether that she makes that, that's between them, he could nullify the nether. Now that's not necessarily something that's considered to be an affliction of the soul. So how could the mission here say only something which is in a nefesh, an affliction of the soul, could the husband be mefer? Amri, so the Gemara answers, yeah, you're right, the truth is, Halein v'Halein Mefer. There are these two categories of Nedarim that a husband could be Mefer. Those that are an affliction of the soul, and those that are between him and her, things that come between the husband and wife, which will be explained later in the Patek. But, there's a difference between them. The power of the husband is not the same by these two categories of Nedarim. Miu, however, Inu Nefesh, when it comes to those Nadarim that the wife makes, that there are affliction of the soul, Mefer Lo'ilam. So that's a hafada. When he nullifies the nether, that nullification lasts forever. Even if he divorces her later, the nullification of the nether remains in effect. Aval, Einbem Inu Nefesh, but those Nadarim that the husband could nullify. Because it's between him and her. But there's no affliction for the soul. So, while she's still married to him, she's under him now that she's still married to him, so then that nullification is in effect. The moment he divorces her, however, so then, the nether takes effect again. The nether returns, it comes back. Meaning the whole kayach of the husband regarding these nedarim is to take away his... Her control that she's trying to put something between him and her. So as, as long as she's married to him, 
So the husband can take that away. But after, when, once they're divorced, that nullification is, is, it doesn't have any power. Bukhla. So the nether comes back immediately. Yeah, oh, so this is a different, you're right, so this is a different type of afada here. This is a type of afada. The Torah only gave the power of this afada for this purpose. For this purpose that she should not have the power to, to, to put anything between him and her, to, to, to stop any connection between him and her. But once that's not relevant anymore, the Torah never gave that power of afada. So immediately the nether comes back. You, maybe you could almost say that really the nether, even after he was made for it, the nether be'etzim regarding these nedarim, the nether is still there. But the Poyal Mamish, the actual nether, is not in effect because the Taita gave the power, so therefore the Poyal it's not in effect. But it's sort of Be'etzim there, and the moment he divorces her, it's, it's here again. Mm. Right. 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 How it's, it's, uh, right. If it, is it made for all the way? Does it completely uproot it? Or does it, does it uproot it for the purpose of their marriage? And then the moment they're divorced, it's, it's not, that, that's what it seems like the Gemara's answer here is right now. Okay, the Gemara will change this in a moment, as we'll see, but this is the answer to the Gemara right now. Okay, now the next line uh, in the Gemara here is Bidvarim Nidra is extra. And uh, some Ksavya, they don't have it. Others don't have good as this. It seems from the Randri is not good as this. It's not adding anything to the Gemara. So let's go to the Gemara where it says, Udvarim. The Gemara asks now, beginning of the line, Udvarim. The Gemara asks now the answer that it just gave. Udvarim she'embem inu nefesh. Are you telling me that those Nedarim that are between him and her, and there's no affliction for the soul, Kimigrash la chaylala, if he's divorcing her, so then the moment he divorces her, the Neda takes effect again. How could that be? But there's a Mishnah that says not so later here in the Perik Vatnan. We learned in the Mishnah later. Rabbi Yechen and Benuri Yaimer. Rabbi Yechen and Benuri said, "What is Rabbi Yechen and Benuri talking about? He's talking about a case where the wife made a neder that all my work you cannot have enough for my work. My siyadel. So right, who gets the work from the wife? It goes. It's supposed to go to the husband. It's a takanas chazal that the husband gets it. So she comes and makes a neder. You can't have any benefit from my work." So what happens? And that doesn't take effect. She doesn't have the right to take away the zechus, the privilege the husband has to get her work. So therefore, there's no. So the Tanakhama there says there's no point of even the husband being made for the nada. Doesn't take effect at all. But on that, Rabbi Yechon and Benuri says, Rabbi Yechon Yafer. No, the husband should nullify this nether because it could take effect later. Shema Yegarshana. What happens if he divorces her? And then, And then, the nether she made that he can't have enough from her work will take effect. And now she'll be asset to him. Right? Meaning, even though while they marry that nether, she doesn't have the power to make such a nether. But the moment they get divorced, and now she doesn't own the Maisi dime anymore. Now it's her, her own work. Now the husband will not be able to have a nether from it. So therefore nullify it today, so that your nullification should be in effect after you divorce her. So what kind of nether are we talking about? We're not talking about a nether which is an affliction for the soul. We're talking about a nether of something which is between him and her. Something that she's trying to hold back from him. And what does the Rabbi Yechon Ben Nuri say? Alma, I see from here, Kim when he divorces her, um if he nullified it before when he was married to her, may cut her from before, Havya that nullification takes effect and it remains in effect even after he divorces her. That's what Rabbi Yechon Ben Nuri is saying. Nullify the nether so it should remain in effect later. Huh? Yeah, no. And a Hanami, but let's say he wants to remarry her. I think that's what it's referring to. Or Bukhlal. If you if he doesn't Bukhlal, he doesn't want she has a business. Right, then he wants to be able to buy from her. Okay, maybe that's what it means. 
Yeah. Okay, but I don't know if uh, that, that Nedim meant that he can't buy from her or meant that he doesn't get her earnings or income. Either way, the point is, if he wants the, the Nedim not to be affected later, he better be made for it now. So I see clearly that the Nedim that he's made for now, even though it's not in a Nefesh, it, the Hafara is in effect, even after he divorces her. So the Gemara gives a similar answer, but it switches a little bit. They explain, what's the difference between these two categories of Nadarim? So Omri, so they, they said, the answer is as follows. Halein v'halein. These two categories we said. There's a category of Inni Nefesh, and then there's the Nadarim, which is Benayi Benah. These two categories, have Yafara. The husband could nullify both of them. But what's the difference? Elo nidre Inni Nefesh, Mefer Bein La'atzmai Ubein La'achayrim. When he nullifies these nidarim that she has and is an affliction of the soul, so his nullification will work both la'atzmai, meaning when she's married to him, and bein la'achedim. Bein la'achedim means not only after she gets divorced from him, but even after she gets remarried to someone else. His nullification will re- remain in effect forever, even then as well. <laughs> However, if these are nidarim that, there's no, there's no affliction for the soul, but it's just a nidarim between him and her, so la'atzmai mefer. For himself, he could be made for the nether. And this Lashon of La'atzmai includes not only while he's married to her, but even after he divorced her. Because even after he divorced her, as long as she doesn't get remarried to someone else, he could still remarry her. So that's still considered to be La'atzmai. So therefore, the father of the nether will still remain in effect. But for someone else, then the nether cannot be, he cannot, the, the, the hafara will not remain in effect. Meaning, once she already got remarried to someone else, now his hafara will not be in effect. She, she can't, she doesn't have the ability to remarry him anymore. Once you divorce a wife and she remarried someone else, so now can't, can't remarry the original husband. Okay, now the Gemara explains. So now the Pshad in our Mishnah. If we're saying that there's two categories of nullifying a nether, so why does our Mishnah only say the category of Inu Nefesh? So what is our Mishnah saying? Our Mishnah is only bringing this category of that he can nullify that he could fully nullify. He can nullify it for himself now when she's married and even when she marries someone else. When they are in the Dharam Sheshben in Nefesh, those Nadarim that are an affliction for the soul, whereas the Nadarim which are not an affliction for the soul, but they're only things that are between him and her, <coughs> once she marries someone else, the nullification is not an effect. Okay. 